This is Because I Said So, parenting advice with love and leadership from the nation's leading parenting expert, John Roseman, syndicated columnist, author, conference speaker, and the only psychologist to point out that psychology has caused more problems than it has solved. From American Family Radio, here's your host, John Roseman. Hi, and welcome to the show. I'm your host, John Roseman, family psychologist, uh, outlier rebel psychologist, um, not a Christian psychologist, but a Christian who happens to be a psychologist. Don't believe in psychology. I say it every, uh, every show. Don't believe in psychology. Psychology's caused more problems for the American child, parent, and family than psychologists even know how to solve. Take it from me. You're a Christian. Don't go see a psychologist about anything. Nothing. Okay. It's another show. It's another subject. And uh, if you want to know more about me, my mission ministry, you can go to johnrosemond.com. I write a nationally syndicated newspaper column. I've written about 20 books on child rearing, including the evangelical bestseller, Parenting by the Book. And I run all over the country uh, that's what I felt feel like I've been doing the last month, in fact, running all over the country from church to church, school to school, giving uh, talks on this thing we now call parenting. Interesting term. Makes it sound like it's a technology, which a lot of parents, in fact, uh, seem to think that it is. So a young mother in Cheyenne, Wyoming, uh, sent me a column from Dear Abby. I guess this is recent. And uh, she got a chuckle out of it, apparently, and, and told me that I would, uh, she thought, get a chuckle out of it as well. Well, I didn't get exactly a chuckle, but I thought it was very interesting. The question posed to Dear Abby, whom some of you may know was Ann Lander's younger and supposedly hipper sister, um, the question posed was, uh, signed puzzled grandma in the South and puzzled grandma writes, why is there so much angst today over raising children, especially in young mothers? So we know immediately puzzled grandma has not been reading John Roseman's books or columns. I don't remember my mother or my friend's mothers being so concerned about whether or not they were doing a good job. And when I was a mother, I certainly didn't gather with my daughter's friend's moms to bemoan whether or not I was a bad mother. Now, there are all these blogs and workshops, etc., on how to be the best mom and all these lifestyle gurus who constantly tell moms not to worry, they're doing a great job. It just seems like a bunch of nonsense to me. Well, Grandma, it is. I think, she goes on to say, it's because a generation or so back, moms began to elevate their children to top priority in the family over their husbands. What's your take, dear Abby? Question mark. Well, puzzled grandma in the South, you just nailed it. I tell people all over the country the problems in contemporary parenting that I talk about through my column, my books, and my public speaking events are problems that nearly everyone 
my age, I'm 68, sees very clearly in the younger parent generation. We all see the same thing. We all talk about it all the time, uh, scratching our heads, uh, shaking our heads, uh, bemoaning what today's parents uh, are doing. And um, I simply tell people I've been given a gift to be able to say all this stuff in a compelling way and to hopefully lead people back to the main road because we are, in fact, as a parent culture here in America, we are lost in a dark wood and we have been so lost ever since we began listening to, and listen to me carefully, people like me, people in the mental health professions with capital letters after their names tell us how to raise kids. Anyway, uh, Abby says, uh, Dear Puzzled Grandma in the South, the world is different today. Many women feel torn because they want or need to work while at the same time feel pressured to help their children succeed in an increasingly competitive world. Questions today's moms ask themselves include, is my child academically prepared for kindergarten? Is he able to work cooperatively with others? Is the school highly rated enough? What and how many extracurricular activities will boost my child's chances of excelling? While it may seem like nonsense to you, I assure you it does not seem like nonsense to today's moms. Women of your generation didn't second-guess themselves because parenting a generation ago was simpler. If children seem to be the number one priority these days, it's because both parents feel driven to succeed and are determined that their children will too, period. Wrong. Completely wrong. Dear Abby, I mean, is wrong. She's just downright wrong. Parenting is no more complex today than it was during World War II when women had to go to work in munitions factories and places like that, settings like that, in order to not only support their families while their husbands were overseas in the European or Pacific theaters, but also in order to support the war effort that the United States had gotten into in 1940. And mind you, this was before the Internet, and uh, so a woman on any given day didn't know whether her husband was alive or dead, didn't know whether her children still had a father or not. She worked. Many of these women went to college. My mother did. And uh, yet they managed to come home and uh, be relaxed and calm and uh, present a overarching confidence in the legitimacy of their authority to their children. And I'm describing my mom. No, the logistics have changed. The details have changed. The variables have changed. But parenting is no more difficult today, no more complex today, no more stressful today, potentially, than it was 60-plus years ago. When nobody regarded it as a big deal, everybody thought responsible adults who were capable of loving another human being were perfectly capable of raising children properly, that they didn't need experts to tell them how to do it. They didn't need to read a lot of books. And this is an ironic thing for me to be saying, but 
The difference, Abby, is not that we live in a more complex world. The difference is that today women read parenting books, and these parenting books have stressed the need for the good mommy to properly interpret and properly respond to her child's feeling state. And now we have complexity because now we have overlaid on a process that is fundamentally simple, something that is abstract, can't be measured, uh, and is very complex, and that is speculation on the child's psychic state at any given moment in time. And when the experts began to stress the need to properly interpret and respond to a child's feeling state, that furthermore divided the men from the women. Because men are not feeling-oriented creatures. We're very practical, uh, concrete-minded individuals. Uh, Women are very feeling-oriented. They're very sensitive to other people's emotional states. And when the experts began emphasizing the need to properly interpret and respond to a child's emotional condition at any given moment in time as being the be-all, end-all of good parenting, women began to believe, and if the proposition is correct, then women were correct, that only women were properly equipped to parent properly. And as a consequence, women began, through no fault of their own, folks, this is the consequence of listening to people in my profession babble about children and babble about child rearing for going on 50 years now. Well, it started in 1965, really. That's when the snowball of postmodern psychological parenting began rolling downhill. That's what I call it. If you listen to the show on a regular basis, you're going to hear me use that term fairly often, postmodern psychological parenting, postmodern because it's relativistic. It's do your own thing. There are no standards in parenting anymore. And it's psychological because, as I just said, the mother, the primary parent, the the micromanaging mother, who believes that she is the only person properly equipped to do this properly, is focused on her child's theoretical psychic state at any given moment in time. And I have maintained for many, many years that for the female parent in America, and ladies, I'm not criticizing you. I'm trying to help you understand what you've bought into, that the female parent in America is suffering from obsessive compulsive parenting disorder, an example of which is the fact that when she gets together with other mothers, all they talk about is their children. As if that is the be-all, end-all, the beginning and the end, the alpha and the omega of their lives. And as a consequence of all the aforementioned variables, yes, the American father has been slowly, but forcefully, nonetheless, nudged over to the edge of the parenting picture. The average father in America knows he has absolutely no unilateral decision-making privilege in his child's life. Now, we're coming up on a hard break, folks, and I know that this is uh, uh, going to, uh, you know, leave you in suspense as well it should, and as well as, and uh, that is what I intended. 
Uh, We'll be right back after this break with more of this very psychologically and even politically incorrect stuff from your host, John Roseman, johnroseman.com, if you want to know more. Back in a few. Stay with us. back, folks, and thanks for staying with us. I'm your host, John Roseman. The show is called Because I Said So. And when I first proposed this, by the way, to American Family Radio, um, I, I don't think, and and for good reason, I don't think that, uh, that, that the folks over there at American Family Radio um, really understood why I wanted to call it Because I Said So. It's a play on words, really. It's not only a four-word phrase that is associated with traditional parenting, of which I am a staunch proponent. But uh, the play on words is uh, because I, John Roseman, said so. And um, now that may sound narcissistic, but believe me, folks, it's simply tongue-in-cheek. Um, I've been talking for the last uh 13, 14 minutes about uh, an article, a column from a recent Dear Abby in which a grandmother in the South uh, asks, why are today's moms so obsessed with their kids? And why are today's moms uh, so obsessed with uh, uh, attempting to do this thing, which is an imperfect process, raising another human being, another, let me emphasize the next word, sinful human being, a process that is inherently imperfect. The object of the process is imperfect. The people trying to pull off the process are imperfect. Everybody in this equation is sinful. How in the world can anyone do this perfectly? You can't, but the grandma on the South, puzzle grandma on the South, is absolutely correct. Today's moms seem to feel that with enough effort, enough reading, enough talking, enough, uh, enough attending of talks, that they can pull this off flawlessly. And I was talking before the break about obsessive-compulsive parenting disorder, which seems to be rampant in today's mother culture. And let me stop right here, ladies, if you've just joined us or even if you've been with us. Let me emphasize, because here, you know, here's what's going on here. A man is talking about women. Now, that's politically incorrect in America today, especially to imply that there is anything amiss in female culture. That is very politically incorrect. Uh, It's not politically incorrect, by the way, for women to suggest that there are things amiss in male culture, which there are. It's not politically incorrect because an intelligent, insightful male realizes that. Uh, The obsession with sports, for example. Uh, You know, beating on tables and screaming at televisions during sports games. Women aren't doing that, generally speaking. Men are doing that. Uh, you know, consuming a lot of beer, grilling hamburgers, and uh, arguing with each other about such earth-shaking things as 
which college has the best quarterback? Uh, and I was talking about the fact that all this reading and thinking that women do. See, here, here's what I say around the country. The problem in American parenting is that women read. They read and then they think and they think and then they talk. They talk to each other. And it's like the old, uh, uh, you know, tiger chasing its tail constantly. Reading, thinking, talking, reading, thinking, talking, reading, thinking, talking. And somewhere in there, we throw in attending talks done by guys like John Roseman. Uh, but I can guarantee you my talks are like no other parenting experts talks in America before or now. I guarantee you that uh, because my purpose in a talk is twofold women uh, more specifically, mother liberation, liberation from what the, the confines, the prison, the mental and emotional prison of what I call the good mommy club, which women just get sucked into after they begin having children and uh, which just turns them into two dimensional cardboard cutouts with a sign hung around their necks uh, saying, I'm your mother, what can I do for you next? The American mother, because she subscribes to the doctrine of the Good Mommy Club, which includes good mommies pay as much attention to their children as they can, good mommies do as much for their children as they can, good mommies help their children with their homework every night so their kids take perfect papers back to school every day, Good mommies help their children study for tests so they get into the gifted and talented program and get into the, quote, right college, end quote, whatever that may be. I went to Western Illinois University. Have you ever heard of it? Probably not. Why? Because it definitely would not be considered the right college by today's hyper uh, uh, moms. <laughs> and yet here I am on the radio. And yet here I am having written 20 books and written a nationally syndicated newspaper column longer than anybody else in America. Thanks in large part to Western Illinois University. Uh, more doctrine of the Good Mommy Club includes the good mommy drives her child to as many developmentally enriching left frontal lobe enhancing uh, after school activities as she possibly can cram into her life uh, and her child's. Um, the good mommy never punishes her child when he misbehaves. Instead, she talks understandingly to him and on and on and on it goes. And, and ladies and gentlemen, here's the deal. If you subscribe to the doctrine of the good mommy club, which 98% of American mothers by my experienced estimate are in fact doing then child rearing will be stressful, you will be a ball of anxiety, and you will have to pretend that you're enjoying yourself, because you definitely won't be. And this is the state of the American family. The child's at center stage. He's top priority. He's a big deal. He's a big fish in a little pond. Uh, and, uh, you know, the world evolves around him. And if he gets up on a high horse, everybody applauds. And, um, the, uh, the mother is constantly orbiting around her child to mix my metaphor. She, she has become a vending machine. Her child believes that he can uh, walk up to 
The mommy vending machine, punch a button, and whatever he wants will be delivered forthwith. And if it's not, by the way, he begins screaming at the vending machine and maybe even pounding on the vending machine or kicking the vending machine. I've heard of that all too often. And and folks, let me tell you, 60 years ago in America, there was not one child who hit his mother. Uh, it, it just didn't happen. And uh, that's because mothers were scary and they still should be. And they're not. Uh, they're vending machines. And uh, all right, I'm going to pause again. If you think I'm criticizing you, I am not. I'm trying to get you to understand what you bought into. And a man can see what you bought into. And especially a man who's gone, you know, through the whole parenting process. My kids are in their 40s. I've got seven grandchildren. And let me tell you, like puzzled grandma in the South who wrote this letter to, to dear Abby, everybody my age sees this and uh, we talk about it all the time and we just shake our heads and we ask ourselves, you know, what is going on? And the problem is that because we all know people my age that proper parenting strengthens culture and improper parenting weakens culture. We worry not about ISIS, not about, uh, you know, uh, who's going to win the next election as much as we worry about what the parenting we see going on portends for the future of this country. We are no longer raising good citizens. Uh, you, you cannot be a good citizen, or it's going to be very difficult. Let me put it that way. If you believe that you are a big fish, if you believe that you're somebody special, if you believe that you're entitled because you're just a cut above, because you've been told that all your life, no matter what you do, that everything is fine, everything is great, you've done wonderfully, that is not how to raise a good citizen. That is how to raise a megalomaniac, a narcissist, a self-absorbed sociopath, a person who, when sitting at uh, a dinner table with another individual, buries his or her head in a cell phone. Um, that, that is just, uh, by the way, one of the most narcissistic, self-centered things you can do in a social situation. And this is what, you know, look at teenage culture in America today. Five teenagers will be standing together, and they're all into their cell phones. And, you know, the mom is orbiting around the child, and dad has been marginalized because he just doesn't get it, because he's not capable of nurturing. And mom feels, I am capable of nurturing. I, being a female, am capable of nurturing. And this is all about nurturing and understanding my child's emotional needs. And therefore, I can't trust my husband to do it. And therefore, I have to do it. And under those circumstances, folks, the mother brings a tremendous amount of anxiety to the raising of children, thinking the success of the project rests entirely on her shoulders. And that always drives micromanagement. And so grandma was absolutely correct. That this is all about the fact that the marriage is on the back burner and the burners turned down to the lowest possible setting in the typical American family. Good for you, puzzled grandma from the South. Be puzzled no more. See, here's the deal, folks. The original 
Abby, Abigail Van Buren, is no longer writing the column. She may be no longer with us. I'm not sure. The people who are writing Dear Abby are younger women who just don't get it. A uh, puzzled grandma in the South gets it, and uh, the new Dear Abbies just don't get it. And, uh, you know, the, this is an important part of my ministry, folks, is to go around the country and help women get it. And generally speaking, I've got 90 minutes to three hours in front of an audience to help them get it. And so I pull no punches. And um, over the last half hour or so, you've gotten a taste of that. I'm your host, John Roseman. The show is called Because I Said So. We are brought to you by American Family Radio every Saturday, 5 o'clock Central Time. Glad you could be with us and hope you tune in to us next time. Bye-bye.